Hello and welcome back to Sense and Spirituality. My name is Sheila McGregor and I am so happy that you can join me today as we tackle another difficult topic. Last week I traced in the briefest of outlines the origins of the doctrine of discovery, which led ultimately to the pillage and rape of Indigenous peoples throughout the globe. I tried to show how the papal bulls of the 15th century, combined with a distorted interpretation of the scriptures, contributed to a colonial imperialism that was baptized by the church. There are some who argue that Christianity is inherently imperial and colonial, that its central tenets endorse policies of exploitation and oppression. Dr. Derek Suderman, Professor of Religious Studies at Conrad Grable University College in the University of Waterloo, argues differently. As he observes, the Europeans' conviction that the gospel gave them carte blanche when conquering Indigenous lands was misguided. This attitude shows how they misread the Bible, forgetting how the Christian faith grew out of a minority reform movement that was deeply opposed to the imperialism exercised by the Roman Empire in Jesus' own day. Many continue to cite the Great Commission in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 20 as the source of the problem. Certainly the Europeans who conquered the Americas and other lands saw this scripture as a justification for their exploitative actions. Let's revisit this scripture. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Theologian Matthew Fox reminds us that the Great Commission is found in all four Gospels, although in each Gospel it appears a little differently. There is even a version in the Book of Acts. You can check out the other versions here in Matthew 28 verses 18 to 20, Mark 16 verses 15 to 16, Luke 24 verses 46 to 49, John 20 verses 21 to 22, and Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Today many biblical scholars think that the command to baptize all nations was never actually spoken by Jesus, but in fact represents an add-on that is more a reflection of liturgical practices that were common to the early post-Easter church. Knowing this, if we reread the Great Commission found in Matthew's Gospel, the primary emphasis is on teaching the commandments Jesus taught. And what are the greatest commandments according to Jesus? In chapter 22, verses 37 to 39, Matthew's Jesus tells us, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment and the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. This is the message of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, 
we are called to love others, including our enemies, to serve God, not the extravist economic policies of the imperial powers of Europe. Our mission is not to baptize people, but to share the good news. Our mission statement is the one that Jesus proclaimed in Luke chapter 4, verses 18 to 19. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. How very different things would have been if the explorers who landed in the Americas had taken the Great Commission seriously. What would have happened if they had obeyed Jesus' teachings to love their neighbor and to set the oppressed free? As Dr. Suderman writes, the gospel that they spread was, and I quote, a far cry from the call to social justice and economic reorientation envisioned in the good news Jesus proclaimed as the blueprint for his own ministry in Luke chapter 4, verses 18 to 19. The church has too often functioned as an arm of the imperial project, pacifying indigenous populations and aiding exploitative colonization. Unquote. The result in Canada, sadly, is the tragic legacy of the residential schools. Another consequence of this gross misinterpretation of the Great Commission is what we have done and continue to do to Mother Earth. When calling us to love our neighbor, Jesus was not talking only about our two-legged neighbors. As Fox writes, and I quote, all creation deserves to hear that humans are busy loving all creatures, not destroying other creatures in narcissistic fits of greed and violence that end whole species while endangering human generations that follow with a depleted earth, unquote. If there is hope for a better world, and I believe there is, it will come from understanding and obeying the true meaning of the Great Commission. That's it for this week, friends. Stay well and safe. See you next Friday.